It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. I had to double check again. It's Thursday, right? Yep, it says Thursday right here. No, my schedule's being just thrown because we're doing that uh, stuff, the van collecting toys for needy kids thing. So that's making for like 13-hour days for me, which is not a complaint, but those are long days. And then I go right home, and I, I don't last much longer. I end up plopping into bed and going to sleep. So... Then when I get to work the next day, my schedule is just sort of thrown off. And what day is it? It's Thursday. Good. Okay. Now, today's story that I'm beginning with is something a little different. And I do that now and then because I know the same old garbage news stories all over and over and over again just wear on everybody. And I know if it's wearing on me, it's wearing on you too. Boy, do I have a doozy to start your day. But hang on. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Hey, Colorado, you're up. We're heading down to Colorado for the first story, and here's a couple of shoplifters that got arrested, which is good. I like it when shoplifters get arrested these days. As long as they're really actually dealt with, you know, because there have been times that shoplifters are arrested, and then within a couple of hours, they're back on the street again, and nothing really happened to them. And so that teaches them that, well, there's no consequences for shoplifting. But let's say you got a couple of shoplifters, and they are in front of the judge, and they want to talk their way out of it. What excuse would they use? I mean, they were caught shoplifting. We have the video of them. Notice I say video. Because it drives me nuts when people say, yeah, we have the videotape. There's no videotape anymore. This is digital. You're in the digital age. Yeah, we filmed it. No, you didn't film it. No one's using film anymore. This is the digital age, okay? You didn't videotape it. Nobody filmed it, all right? All right, so anyway, Colorado shoplifters argue they should get a lighter sentence because they took items on sale. Now, you see, I tried to pause a moment there. If you were sipping your coffee or chewing on your cereal or whatever, so you didn't spit it across the room. But secretly, I'm hoping you spit it across the room. Okay, so, story says you might find it hard to believe, but some places in the country are actually prosecuting organized shoplifters. And, yeah, you, you and I have talked a lot about organized shoplifting where whole hordes come in grab everything and run at the same time, you're going to stop, right? So, for example, a pair in Parker, Colorado, known as the KitchenAid Crew. Yeah, they're so famous with their shoplifting 
I guess, th- th- was that one time or did they get it because they did it more than once? I have to look that up. Anyway, they just went to trial over shoplifting a spree that didn't go as well as they thought it was going to go. Michael Green, 50 years old, Byron Bolden, 37 years old, both convicted of felony retail theft. The documented value of the items was $2,098.98. It's the 98 cents that's going to put them behind bars for a long time. Six-degree felony theft charge in Colorado includes a total value between $2,000 and $5,000. Since it was just $94.98 that separated the pair. See, now here's the thing. This goes back to they're not going to bother to prosecute stuff under a certain amount of money. It's not worth their time. The, the prosecutors have too much to do. They can't convict everything. And so if it's below a certain amount of money, they're not going to bother with the case. But it, it was $98, actually it's $94.98 over the 2000 That's why they're in front of a judge. So... They want to plead it down to a misdemeanor. Their lawyer tried to argue the charge down because the merchandise they stole could have been bought for less than the documented value. So here's how this works. We want to be who's on sale. Here's how this... I love this. If they steal anything under $2,000, they, they won't be prosecuted. Got it? Okay. What they stole was $2,094.98, so they're $94.98 over. But their lawyer says, yeah, but those items were on sale, which puts them below the $2,000. Therefore, you got to let them go. <laughs> oh, I love this. this. So, lucky the district attorney in Douglas County... Uh, just beat out and talks about who the district attorney was. Uh, just because an item is on sale doesn't mean it's free to steal, and these defendants now get to think about it in jail. <laughs> I do have to. I have to give credit. Honestly, I have to give credit to the lawyer for that ploy. If the, since the items were on sale, it puts them under two thousand dollars. You got to let them walk. In the end, the judge agreed that sales and coupons uh, were only applicable to paying customers. <laughs> now, think about that. With the coupon part, I hadn't thought about that. So I want you to picture for a minute that uh, you, someone stole something worth over $2,000, and they're about to be thrown in jail for it. But then out of their wallets, they pulled some coupons that they clipped out of, well, do we even clip coupons out of newspapers anymore? But anyway, they have some coupons, which puts them below the 2000 <laughs> Green was sentenced to 15 months in prison. Bolden was sentenced to 90 days in jail. Uh, okay, and then they get some probation after that. And as far as I'm concerned, that's still not enough. Okay, six months here, 90 days for you. How is that really doing anything? I don't think these guys care. For the short time they're going to be in jail, they're going to be in jail with friends. And they're going to get three square meals a day, a nice bed to sleep in. The the jail is going to, I guarantee you, the jail is going to be nicer than where they already live. So why bother? Why, Why bother worrying about it? I mean, go ahead. You can go ahead and steal something. 
and get put in jail for six months, and it's a step up from where they were living before, so why bother worrying about it? That means next time they get out, they'll go ahead and steal again. And they'll they'll remember this time. Hold on, before I run out with it, I wonder, do you think, do criminals case a joint beforehand to make sure that they steal under $2,000 worth? Well, they don't want to do it while they're shoplifting because that takes too much time. You want to grab and go. So you might want to try before and case the joint. I hope I'm not giving people ideas. Okay, we're stealing under $2,000 worth, so we'll be able to get away with this. All right. Still, let's go back to that attorney. You got to admit the attorney who's desperate to find something to keep his guys out of jail. That's his job came up with a clever ploy. It was on sale, therefore it was below $2,000. Look, we have coupons. Let's wake up Wyoming. Hey. Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 22 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, I did want to see this story from Felicia, who writes for us, I believe, down in Laramie. Headline is 307 or bust. Expect more transplants moving to Wyoming in 2024. Oh, God. It's all right. I have the Wyoming citizenship oath right here, ready to go. All right, here we go. Story says, Wyoming has a long-standing tradition of welcoming migrating Americans to our state. Our state began thanks to migrant pioneers who built the railroad, blazed trail of pioneers. 1816, Wyoming was the place to be. We had more millionaires living in the city, well, in Cheyenne especially, <clears throat> than Paris. Our opera house was booming. Okay, Our economy was gold. Of course, you know, boom, bust, boom, bust. According to a study by some legal experts, shoreline immigration, Wyoming is about to... Uh, be a hot spot once more. The study analyzed data on healthcare quality, job openings per 100,000 people, school quality, housing market, average salaries, violent crime, and we're one of the best states to be. Now, you knew that. Perfect? No, nobody's perfect, but great place to be. Quote, a brief message to folks moving to the quality state. Welcome to Wyoming. We're glad you're here. As long as you don't plan on shaking up the whole state. We like things the way they work here. See, I'm glad that <laughs> was put in there. That's why I have the Wyoming citizenship oath standing by. Wyoming named best state to move in 2024 based on the data. The study expects Wyoming to see a population boom in 2024. as You think we'll get up to 600,000? Yeah. Here's why the study ranked Wyoming second best state to move to. Wyoming takes the silver medal with the final index score of 71.21 out of 100. Cowboy State has the highest school quality in the top 10 states. Considering factors such as graduation rates and number of students per teacher, about 50 out of 100. Wyoming average salary is about 71,342, 13.6% higher than the national average. But also, you got to take a look at, you, you have that salary, and yet we don't have, even with some problems with property taxes and so on, still, our taxes are really low and we don't have a state income tax. And that's a big deal right there, that tax-wise, we're a lot lower than other states and we don't even have a state income tax. 
So, I mean, I, take a look at a lot of professions. In many professions, you can go to some other state and make a lot more money, but it's also going to cost you a lot more to live there, including taxes, but everything else. And so you don't get to keep more. There's a big difference. Study went on to call Wyoming one of the most desirable states, affordable. Ahead <clears throat> of Wyoming, New Hampshire, which ranked higher in health care and violent crime and uh, trailing behind Wyoming, Virginia, and Rhode Island. Neighboring states of Colorado, Montana, did not make the list. There's actually some stories I came across in this past year that some people are actually moving. I know Colorado continues to grow, but there's people moving out of Colorado for the same reason people are moving out of California. It's just this is getting to be too much. Once again, when you put certain people in charge who want to take, 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 your liberty, your money, you know, things like this. It just gets insane and people start to leave. So the study used the U.S. Census Bureau, Bureau of Labor Statistics, Federal Bureau of Investigation, U.S. Factor, Zillow, School, School Road, never heard of that one, Money Geek. There's all sorts of things. Other reasons folks move to the Cowboy State. No state income tax, scenery, air quality, national parks, Low sale and property tax. And again, the property taxing, you depending on where you're at. Uh, education system, excellent. Mild summer weather, friendly people, safe for families. No mega cities. Oh, and you can actually look at the stars. Okay, so having that in mind, <clears throat> here is the Wyoming citizenship oath. Now, I wrote that a, this a while ago, and I still think it needs to be entered by our state legislative body somewhere. Maybe I should send this, I think I will today. When I'm done here, I will send this to my personal representatives and say, can we get this passed? So far, people look at it, that's a great idea, but then nobody tries to get it passed. I wrote this a few years ago. It reads this way. I, insert your name, hereby understand that Wyoming is a quiet state because there are so many guns. An armed society is a polite society. I understand that I will not be required to own a gun, but it is sort of seen as an embarrassment if I don't own at least six or more, too. As a citizen of Wyoming, I understand that I will be expected to earn my own way. It is expected that I will help those in need, but being in need of help is never to be a permanent condition. I understand that I am to mind my own business as those around me are expected to mind their own. It is understood that I am expected to make fun of Colorado, even if that is where I escape from. I promise I will never ask where the safe space is. I will cowboy up and deal. Okay, so I'm going to take this right here. And I'm going to send this to my state representative, who I've developed a nice little relationship with. I met her. She was running for office and going door-to-door campaigning. Now, for me, it was late. You know, my days are very different from most people because I get here so early. So I'm already dressed for bed. I'm in my, you know, I got pajama bottoms and a T-shirt on and socks. And I get a knock on the door and I open it up. A very attractive lady standing there. And here I am dressed like this, you know, and uh, hi. And she tells me she's running for office. It was very nice. I voted for her, you know, but... uh, I'll make sure she gets the citizenship oath because I keep sending it to people in the legislative body and different governors, and they always act very amused by it. But then nobody ever does anything with it, so maybe I can get this passed. All right. 
cool out there, foggy in some places. There's some frost for a lot of Wyoming. Just so you know, if you get out to your car, that's something most of you will have to deal with this morning. Local news and your weather forecast up in just a bit. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six thirty-six of time. Wake up, Wyoming. Like I said, it's going to be a little frosty. You just heard Don Day's forecast for your local area. It's going to be a little frosty this morning for some of you, but okay, just expect that. Temperature-wise, I'm only where I'm at. It's uh, it jumped a little bit. It was just seventeen degrees a few minutes ago. Now we're up to let's see, about twenty degrees now. So uh, it's a little bit warmer out there, but okay, yeah, a little frosty. Don Day has an extended forecast at six forty-five. All right, now captured this this morning. We're going to go back a bit. <clears throat> when the UN finished off their climate conference, which they just did, there was a lot of people mad because they hadn't promised to end all organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil. Well, at the last minute, they said, okay, we now promise we're going to phase it all out. We're going to stop it all. Not right away, not like tomorrow, but they will phase it out. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the co-founder of Greenpeace. Well, it's a recipe for mass suicide. Uh, it's just quite amazing that someone that is in government, actually elected to the government of the United States of America, would propose that we eliminate all fossil fuels in 12 years. <laughs> this would basically result, if we did it on a global level, it would result in the decimation of the human population from seven odd billion down to who knows how few people I mean it would it would basically begin a process of cannibalization amongst the human species because the food could not be delivered to the stores in the middle of the cities anymore how would this even just that one point the, the point that bothers me the most is if you eliminated fossil fuels every tree in the world would be cut for fuel there's no other source of heating and cooking once you eliminate fossil fuels. You can use animal dung if there were any animals left, but there, the animals would all die too because, well, first off, they would all get eaten, and any that survived would be have to go wild because there'd be nobody left to look after them. I mean, it's the most ridiculous scenario I've ever heard. People recognize when something is preposterous, and I think that's the best word for it. Well, the best word for it is actually mass suicidal. So... Some people might try to argue, well, we'll just use wind and solar. <clears throat> um, we've been through this, but all right. You can't produce wind and solar energy, you know, the, the windmills and the solar panels, without petroleum products and coal. You have to. It, that's part of what makes it up. So if you're going to keep all of that in the ground, you're not going to have those things. Those electric cars that you want, they're not going to exist. 
because in order to make an electric car, you're going to have to use petroleum and coal. I think a lot of people who buy electric cars don't understand that that's how these things are made. And yet they want to keep it all in the ground. Okay. So he's that, that was the co-founder of Greenpeace, and he's absolutely right. That is something that the United Nations at their COP28 did at the last minute on the way out the door because they didn't want to put an end to coal, gas, and oil, the organic fuels. They didn't want to. Uh, and that made a lot of activists really mad, so they promised. Now, how much weight does this carry? Well, to give you an idea, just the other day, the United Nations voted that Israel needs to stop and back off. They're done with Hamas. They basically declared an end to Israel's war against Hamas. That's a UN resolution that was passed. And of course, Israel's answer is, well, screw you. It's not your call. We don't care if the UN had a, a bunch of meetings made some speeches and took a vote and passed a piece of paper. We don't care. We're going to do this. We're a sovereign country. We get to make our own decisions here. We're not governed by the United Nations. And so when the United Nations makes has one of these COP28 things and they pass a bunch of resolutions promising the following, none of us have to comply with this. We, we just simply don't. We can say, no, we're not going to because we're sovereign countries. We're allowed to do what we want. And we are. As I've mentioned before, the world's actually using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before. Than ever. It's not The, the use of it's not going down. It's going up. Worldwide, anyway, not locally. Now, on that local note, I do have a story coming up that shows that, unfortunately, here in the state of Wyoming, the number of rigs out there and people working in the oil industry is down a bit. So we'll talk about that and some other things this morning. But worldwide, the use of organic fuels is higher than ever before. And it's going to go up, not down. I'll explain why as, as the morning goes on. 642, wake up. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Six forty-eight is the time. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, I I just got the perfect story to start your day. All right, I'm this ready because great. we need something perfect. <clears throat> oh, this is just good. Now, I told it to everybody earlier this morning, but it's been a while. It's been about forty-five minutes, so I can tell this again. Okay. And so there's a couple of guys who uh, were in Colorado, and they decided just to grab a bunch of stuff in the store and rush out. It's an appliance store, and you're shoplifting, right? Yeah. Rule as with many states, because prosecutors can't keep up with all of the shoplifting going on. You have to steal over $2,000 or they're not going to bother with you. In some cases, yes. yeah. Yeah, these guys stole like $2,094. Okay. And so, it's the $94 that put them over the top. So that's why they're in front of a judge being prosecuted. No, I should hope they're in front of a judge for the yes. $2,094 yeah. and being idiots. Below the $2,000, it wouldn't be in front of a judge. But because it was $2,094, it, they're in front of the judge. Their brilliant lawyer, and I have to give the lawyer credit for trying, at least trying this. 
He said, yes, but your honor, those items were on sale. Therefore, <laughs> the lawyer really it, said that? Yes. Therefore, making it below $2,000, so we shouldn't be here today. <laughs> now, the judge didn't go for it. <laughs> he said, I don't care what the sale price is. What's the actual retail price before? I mean, I wonder. What is this? The price is right? I mean, yeah. yeah. If, if, I'm, if I'm shoplifting and they get me for over $2,000, can I pull out some coupons? Yeah. yeah. You know I, know, I know lawyers are in a bad spot when they're yes. trying to defend these clowns. Uh-huh. But that's about as that's- <laughs> low as you can really go. I mean. But they were on sale, judge. That's- it puts them about 95 cents under the $2,000. Oh, okay. Therefore, we shouldn't be here today. Well, may- maybe they didn't factor in the tax either. Maybe uh, they may even lower the price. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, and then okay. maybe the, the robbers had a gift card they wanted to use. A gift card? Lower, sure. lower that. Well, a gift card there? All right. Yeah. Okay. That, so if I'm ever in trouble in Colorado, and we all know sooner or later this is going to happen. <laughs> I might just have to hire that attorney, not because I'm going to win the case. I just want to see how he tries to defend me. Maybe he's got a billboard and everything, you know, like one, uh, of, the, yeah. one, of, the, one of those kind of lawyers. I will find the lamest possible excuse to defend you. Yes. That I can. I For, okay. for only a thousand bucks. All right. The national finals rodeo continues tonight in Las Vegas. There were two rounds yesterday at the Thomas and Mack Center. Round six of the bareback. Buffalo native Cole Ryder out of the money with an 82 and a half in the saddle bronc. Brody Cress out of Hillsdale with an 84 and a half, which was good enough for sixth place. So he won over $4,900 for that. Daniel Wyoming native Tanner Butler was had an 81 and a half in the saddle bronc. He was out of the money. Then in round seven, Cole Ryder took Sixth in the bareback with an 84. He won just over 1600 bucks. Currently third in the average and tenth in the world standings. Brody Cress hit the pay window again in the saddle rock with an 85. That was good enough for fourth, where he won 12877 bucks. Cress is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner with an 83 and a half last night in the saddle rock. He was out of the money. He is sixth in the average, eighth in the world standings. And round eight of the NFR will be tonight in Las Vegas. Boys High School Basketball. It's day one of the big Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River. And the Toronto will take on Mountain View. Kelly Walsh meets Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South plays Lyman. Down in Greeley today, Cheyenne Central plays Palmer Ridge, Colorado, and Laramie will entertain Fort Collins. Cheyenne East is in the Windsor Tournament. They'll play Glenwood Springs today. On the girls' side in the Flaming Gores, Natrona meets Skyline, Idaho. Kelly Walsh will draw Lyman. Cheyenne South meets Manila, Utah. In Greeley, the Cheyenne Central girls meeting Palmer Ridge. Laramie will draw Northfield, Colorado. And Cheyenne East will play Resurrection Christian in Windsor. Women's Junior College Basketball, Casper College will be in the New Mexico Tournament. Friday through Sunday. Birds are 9-3 and three on the year. They'll play South Plains on Friday, New Mexico Junior College on Saturday, and McCook, Nebraska on Sunday. In the National Football League, here's how some of the former University of Wyoming guys did last week. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson with five tackles and a sack, and the Saints win over Carolina. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, 23-42 of 42 for 233 yards, one TD pass, and one interception in their win over Kansas City. Casper native and Cincinnati linebacker Logan Wilson with 10 tackles in their victory over Indianapolis. Las Vegas Raiders defensive back Marcus Epps with six tackles in the loss to Minnesota, and San Francisco defensive back Tayshawn Gibson with four tackles in their victory over the Seattle Seahawks. And that's in sports. When am I allowed to start asking you who's going to be in the Super Bowl? No, no, no I, I, let's do, let's try for Christmas. Christmas time. Okay, yeah. so around Christmas time. So is what is the, what is today? The the twenty. It's the fourteenth. The fourteenth. Okay. Well, let's we'll go right before our, the Christmas break. Okay. And then you start making your predictions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ah, there are some teams that the, you know I thought had a chance, and there there seem to be 
either playing their way out of it, and then, and then other teams are slowly playing their way into contention. Right. Okay. So, like, what? Is Josh Allen going to be there? Well, he they it hasn't been a great season for them either. Okay. But they're right in the mix. They're right so, in the so mix. So if they okay. play to their absolute potential at the end, then you get hot at the end. Well, maybe they okay. will. Maybe they will. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. It's going to be national, local update on your weather forecast. At 745, Don Day talks about an extended forecast, which is mostly boring, but I know he's starting to crack a little bit on your Christmas weather prediction. A little bit, not entirely. All right, that and a whole lot more coming your way. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. I swear I can see the weekend from here. Cool out there. Foggy in some places. A lot of you getting frost. Just so you know when you head out to your cars this morning. Expect that. Don Day will be on live with me at 745 to talk about the weather. Mostly the weather is boring right up and through, well, almost to Christmas Day. He's starting to talk about Christmas Day weather, but really hasn't said anything yet. I'll push him on that at 745. All right, so... Outside of the regular stories that I've been talking about for quite a while here, remember, if it's said on television, especially on, you know, CNN and MSNBC or other organizations like that, it has to be true, right? You saw it on television. You saw it on a sitcom. It was in some movie somewhere, whatever the case is. Then it has to be true. All of it. It must be true. Yes, it must be true. The show that tells you all sorts of incredible things, which, since they're on television, must be true. And now, the host of It Must Be True, Garfield the Cat. Thank you, thank you. We have a great show for you tonight, folks. And I just want to remind you of our motto. If they say it on television, it must be true. Here's our first incredible revelation. There's no such place as Wyoming. Think about it. Have you ever met anyone from Wyoming? No, now that you mention it, I don't think I've Well, there you are. The myth of Wyoming began in the year 1789, when the great explorer and mapmaker Arbuckle Vespucci was designing the United States. Let's see. I'll put the Oklahoma here. Then I'll put the North Dakota here. No, 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 no. Maybe that should have been nearer South Dakota. See? <laughs> That's a good. He had some help from his faithful and handsome cat. You dropped a visa. Oh, no. I don't have a room left for those two. Hey, and no sweater. You just put Alaska up here or someplace and stick this Hawaii uh, out here someplace. Simple. Bellissimo. I have a design of the entire United States and... Uh, oh, no. I left a teensy, tiny little square empty out here. And I'm all out of the States. Hmm. 
No more estates, uh huh? How about another a Carolina? No. I know. And so the cat wrote in Wyoming, an old Italian word meaning no state here. So there's no Wyoming. And remember, if they said it on television, it must be true. Well, there you go. And that's why I picked up a book when I was on vacation down in Florida. On my way back, I wanted something to read on the airplane. And so I went in looking around at used books and so on. And sorry, John Stossel, I found a book that I bought of yours for a buck fifty. It used to be a twenty-two dollar book, but I got it for a buck fifty. So back when John Stossel was on the TV show Twenty Twenty, he wrote a book called uh, "Miss Lies and Downright Stupidity." Get out the shovel. Everything you know is wrong. And the first few chapters of this just begin with one thing after the next that you've heard on television news that tries to panic you, essentially. And then you find out that these things are just absolutely not true. And it's very difficult, once this gets into the public psyche, to erase some of these ideas when they're just, you know, they beat us and beat us and beat us with these things. So... Uh, it's not just even the news media, but it's on your television shows. They feed this into your movies. Everywhere you go, you hear this stuff. It even gets into your schools after a while. And then it's very difficult to get this out of people's heads. That's not to say you can't. But there's always going to be some people that just don't. And they don't do any research. And that's one of my biggest problems when it comes to news media. Now, I'll give you an example of something, a conversation I had with a gentleman yesterday. Somebody sent me, I won't say who, but a gentleman sent me a note on my social media, my personal you know, Facebook social media. And it had to do with, as he grew up, while he's been alive, he's noticed that certain places he's worked where there are glaciers, the glaciers are smaller. And so his answer was, well, of course, the climate's changing. Glaciers keep getting smaller. And my answer to that was, well, hold on a second. Have you ever bothered to look into that a little bit more? Because the news media would stop right there. Yeah. There are some glaciers out there that have gotten smaller. Remember now, the North Pole is supposed to be ice-free by now. That hasn't happened. The South Pole recently has actually added some ice. It's not losing ice. It's actually added some. But I pointed this out to him. And I wrote this. I wrote an article this morning. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. And it has to do with just the uh, history of Wyoming before human beings. Back when sharks lived in Wyoming. Back when the earth did not have a north or a south pole because we were at a very warm stage. And the center of America from the Gulf of Mexico on up through to the North Pole was a shallow inland sea with sharks and other sea creatures and so on. But then things started to freeze up, the sea levels dropped, the land rose at the same time, and then an ice age hit us. And that was about estimated, estimated about 100,000 years ago. And that ice age that began about 100,000 years ago, the beginning of the end was about 20,000 years ago you're still living in it. The last ice age, according to geologists and other scientists, 
is still ending to this day. We're not done with it. That's why we still have... Remember, before the Ice Age came, the Earth did not have any polar ice caps. But we still have polar ice caps. We still have glaciers. Greenland is still under all of this ice, etc., etc., right? And so, yeah, over time, it continues to retreat, although it's taking time to do it. It takes a very long time for these things to retreat. But over time, yeah, things slowly retreat and the Earth gets warmer. Unless we go back to another ice age, things have been slowly getting warmer for a very long period of time. So when someone sends me a note and says, yeah, but I mean, uh, you, you can take a look at there, there's these places where there were ice like maybe a couple hundred years ago, but it's not there today. Yeah, because we're still coming out of the last ice age. Did you bother to look at that? And you didn't No, because it's not. Well, it's not just you, because that's the way reporters do it, too. Reporters are exactly the same way. They don't look into things. They would find a story that some glacier has retreated and they would just report that and never bothered to go look into the origins of that glacier and how long it's been around and how long it's been taking for the whole thing to retreat, which has been a very long time. That's basic news reporting for you, which is why when you turn on television news or anything else and somebody seems to have facts for you, you got to ask yourself, how much digging did they do? Is it true just because you saw it on television? Did the reporter actually go through the process of digging for facts as far back as they could find it before they released the story? They probably didn't. These days, they probably just Googled a couple of things and called it good. 7.15, wake up Wyoming. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wyoming oil and gas jobs dwindled compared to pre-pandemic levels. Not good. Let's see if she puts in why as well in the story. October 2023, oil and gas companies in Wyoming numbered about 8,700 jobs, 500 less than October last year. Before the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, oil and gas employment in the state was about 12,000. Wow. We were at 12,000. Now we're at about 8,500. That's a difference of 3,300 jobs. Now, no, that was not me doing math. The numbers were in front of me. I just read them. Okay, I don't think that fast when it comes to mathing. Ask my sister. Anyway, Wyoming State Economic Analysis Division just released their quarterly issue of Wyoming Insight. It's an energy index, a business indicator report for the state. The division principal economist states that the employment in the mining sector is down about 3,100 jobs. That's huge. Now, especially disturbing when use of coal... And petroleum products worldwide is up, not down. Despite what the United Nations wants to do and the Biden administrations want to do, worldwide, the use of organic fuels is up, not down. Yet here in Wyoming, we're one of the places where there's fewer jobs. It says the mining sector's sales and use of tax revenue, however, continue to improve 27 months in a row. Number of tax and use dollars went up 4.7 million over a year. That's just shy of a 50% increase. So that's good news anyway, as far as the jobs go. 
Worldwide, it says there is a growing concern that oil and gas are major emitters of climate warning gases, which would be false. They contribute to extreme weather events, which would be false. Last month, the Internal Energy Agency released a report that pushes for colossal changes to the current oil and gas industries, which brought, was brought up in the 2023 United Nation Climate Change Conference, which wrapped up. They would like to see the current investments into oil and gas sector slashed in half. Quote, the oil and gas industry is facing a moment of truth at COP28 in Dubai, says Faith Royal, executive director of the IEA, a press statement to the report released. Oil and gas producers need to make profound decisions about their future place in the global energy sector. I will address that in just a minute with something that I played last hour, but I'm going to play it again. The Biden administration continually bolsters its effort to shrink oil and gas industry, firing up Wyoming leaders. On Tuesday, Governor Gordon has publicly stated that Joe Biden's administration is the biggest adversary to the state as pressure to minimize, minimize Wyoming's largest industry mounts. We are beginning to see large-scale efforts to reduce carbon emissions in the Cowboy State. Gordon has pledged to make Wyoming carbon negative, despite pushback. Yeah, I'm one of those guys pushing back. Anyway, it was a bold move intended to make a difference. The governor said in the 60 Minutes interview earlier this week, the Wyoming Republican Party has passed a vote of no confidence on Gordon, but says that uh, heat from the right will not deter his efforts. Well, what I'd like to do is to have uh, just the Wyoming House and Senate do what they can to make sure that the governor just can't push us toward carbon negative. I mean, it, we, we have three equal branches of government here, so we just can't. Now, let's go back to, I played this last hour, but I want to play this again. After the United Nations got done with their COP28 and said that they, in the end, they finally said, okay, we want to, we want to get rid of all, you know, coal, gas, and oil. Here is the co-founder of Greenpeace. Well, it's a recipe for mass suicide. Uh, it's just quite amazing that someone that is in government, actually elected to the government of the United States of America, would propose that we eliminate all fossil fuels in 12 years. <laughs> this would basically result, if we did it on a global level, it would result in the decimation of the human population from seven odd billion down to who knows how few people. I mean, it would it would basically begin a process of cannibalization amongst the human species because the food could not be delivered to the stores in the middle of the cities anymore. How would this, even just that one point, the, the point that bothers me the most is if you eliminated fossil fuels, every tree in the world would be cut for fuel. There's no other source of heating and cooking once you eliminate fossil fuels. You can use animal dung if there were any animals left, but the animals would all die too because, well, first off, they would all get eaten, and any that survived would be have to go wild because there'd be nobody left to look after them. I mean, it's the most ridiculous scenario I've ever heard. People recognize when something is preposterous, and I think that's the best word for it. Well, the best word for it is actually mass suicidal. So that's the co-founder of Greenpeace. Now, I've said before on this... Uh, as he says, we would have to go back to burning wood and so on. And it would be those people who would say, well, we're just going to have wind and solar. That's all. We'll just use wind and solar. Well, hang on. Just using wind and solar. 
in order to create wind turbines and solar panels, you're going to have to use petroleum products and coal. If you don't understand what I just said, go take a real close look at how wind turbines and solar panels are made. You're going to need petroleum products and coal, or you can't make them. For those people who want to drive electric cars, you're going to need petroleum products and coal, or you can't make an electric car. If you don't understand that, then go take a look, a deep dive, not a surface dive, a deep dive into how electric cars are made. And you'll find that you need these things in order to make it, or you can't make an electric car. So the idea that, well, we kept it all in the ground, what would happen to humanity? Well, a whole lot of people would die and we're talking a massive amount of the human population as we go back to basically well we used to call them the dark ages i guess we could still call them the dark ages anyway so yeah the jobs are waiting i hated looking at that article that colby put up but she she did call it right though on there the number of jobs that are we are way down in the state of wyoming that's a lot of jobs in those industries when, despite what the U.N. wants to do worldwide, the use of coal, gas, and oil is up, not down. Despite what you hear in the news media, worldwide, the use of coal, gas, and oil is up, not down. And yet at the same time, in here in America, uh, we have a government that's trying to, an administration that's trying to put the squeeze on local energy to make less of it than ever before to transition us into something that doesn't work, right? So we're not actually following what the rest of the world is doing. And I'm not following or listening to the rhetoric that you hear in your regular obsolete news media as they push the whole idea of man-made climate change and so on. Because, you know, you're not going to get any other side of the story out of that news media than what you normally ever get, which is why I suggest looking for alternative news media sources that cover more than just one side of the story. And they do exist. They're out there. I use them every single day. They're just not your mainstream sources that you're going to find. You're just not going to get that information from there. So, all right. Let's hope that with the next, at some point, we end. It's not just ending Governor Gordon's administration when it comes to energy and climate change and so on. It's a lot of people that are currently in the Wyoming House and Senate who, when they run for re-election, will tell you that they're pro-energy, and yet go back and take a look at how they vote to make sure that they are. Okay. And, and, and then make your decision based on that, because there are some changes that need to be made. All right, coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Speaking of weather forecast, it's a bit, uh, in some areas, foggy and frosty out there. Depends on where you are, but in some areas it is. So, Don Day will be on at 745, and we're going to talk about that weather forecast. He has been hinting that he's looking at your Christmas forecast. It's too far out for him to say anything definite, but we're getting close enough that he's hemming and hauling about it. So, I'll push him on that when we get to 745. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
736 in time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. A little side note for you here. So every morning when I get on the air, before I get on the air, people are on the Wake Up Wyoming app and they're sending me text messages. But this morning, I'm getting nothing. Yeah, so if you've been signing and sending me messages, I'm not getting them. And after trying to refresh the window for a while, several times I tried doing it, and I just get nothing. Miss Mary just gave it a try. Absolutely nothing. In fact, I think, uh, let me see if I got a message back here, Rhiannon, for, for Danger. Hey, could you, I, I just sent her a note. Could you try to send me a text message? Okay, nope. She says, okay, done. Okay, I'm writing her back. Okay, there we go. That's me. I'm on my personal messenger talking with Rianne from Fort Danger. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be working this morning. Now, here's where Miss Mary made a horrible mistake. <clears throat> she said, you could always tell these people they could call me. So you don't have to get on the air. You can call her and relay the message. I warned her about that, but she said <laughs> that's what she wants. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. That way, a message can get to me through Miss Mary. If you didn't want to go on the air, all right. Quick story. I might, I might dive into this a little bit more today or tomorrow. But I have to be careful of this story because it's Wyoming public media. Yeah, I'm. I'm always having to correct things that they say. But all right, University of Wyoming officially commits itself to political neutrality. That's the headline. University of Wyoming will stay politically neutral as it seeks to foster an environment where both freedom of expression and constructive dialogue can flourish. I really hope that's true. Well, remember, we've had a couple of cases at UW where um, someone, well, I was trying to remember the name of the minister. I can't remember his name, but he uh, had put up a booth where he talked about there only being one gender and, you know, like that. And basically, people wanted to run them off campus. And the answer, and, and there was a lawsuit. Remember all of that? Okay. That's according to the university's new statement of principles that they're going to be neutral, a public crafted over several months and ultimately endorsed by every corner of the campus community from uh, to staff, to students, administrators. Adjunct professor helped craft the statement of principles alongside a work, working group she co-chaired. Now... At the behest of the president of the university, she's coordinating an effort to put those principles into action. Again, I hope so. We don't think the University of Wyoming was in bad shape, she said. The University of Wyoming is actually really a fertile ground for the uh, the kind of added uh, well, nurturing of principles. And so and basically, I would have to give her that. Compared to other universities... Free speech and freedom of thought is better at the University of Wyoming than anywhere else. It's not perfect, but it's better. I still think they need to close their office of diversity and inclusion. Just get rid of it. But all right, reading on. The uh, working group recommendation reexamines the student code of conduct, offering specialized training for students or employees, and even creating a physics center for free expression. UW could take action on some or all of these recommendations in the coming months, but nothing is set in stone. For now, the statement of principles stands as guidelines for efforts. The statement stresses that UW is committed to inclusionary for a range of diverse backgrounds, ideas, and perspectives. Now, and this is where I just got to be careful because a lot of universities say that, 
But then if you actually try to do that, you find out it's not true. Quote, as the state's flagship university, UW pursues excellence as a land-grant research institution dedicated to advocating knowledge and understanding for the public good. That's what the statement says. The statement draws inspiration from a wide range of sources, including the Code of the West. I'm glad to see that. That's the 1967 uh, Calvin Report on institutional neutrality and the 2014 principles on freedom of expression from the University of Chicago. McKinley said the ultimate goal is to protect intellectual freedom and promote constructive dialogue, which, by the way, I'm in favor of. This is something I've said many times on this program. Just because someone disagrees with me doesn't mean we have to demonize each other. There's plenty of people that I get into. We, I mean, we really disagree with each other. And we get into these discussions where we're not mad at each other. We're not yelling at each other. We just really disagree. That's something I'd like to see more of, but on college camp, there's been less and less of that. The debate surrounds campus free speeches are not new, but they're, they've gotten significant national attention lately. Story says, earlier this week, the president of the University of Pennsylvania resigned following comments she made during a congressional hearing. You remember, we, we've been following that as well. Uh, let's see, the story goes on. It's on the UW website if you want to read the entire story there and... Uh, again, I, I look at it and I think I hope UW this time around actually does what it says. They've been better than most universities, but there have been some recent problems, and I hope they stick with that. I understand we get into political or social speech. Some people do get upset. The idea is to teach young people how to debate and disagree without demonizing, without trying to cancel somebody. 742, wake up. Hallmark to say to Glenn, right. where everything is just frosted. The Wake yes. Up Wyoming yeah. mobile okay. app and, and all the plots your are the opinions same. Okay, so to the studio let's take a look then at our exit strategy from this because I, last I looked, we do warm up a little bit over the next few days. Yeah, the, any significant weather after today is is going to move out of the region. The, the upslope in the fog is due to a storm in New Mexico. They got blizzard conditions right now in northern New Mexico along Interstate 25. It's a mess down there, but that's all going away from us the next storm track is staying up into canada so really from today but especially from tomorrow probably through wednesday of next week there is nothing i mean really nothing going on we might see a few snow showers around jackson hole around tuesday or so but it's going to be a good five or six days before we start to see any type of significant weather work its way back into the region so that means Decent temperatures. There's going to be some wind, not a lot of it. It's going to be a very benign pattern. Okay. In, in the meantime, though, you're still not giving up anything on Christmas. As we get to late next week and the weekend before Christmas, there's yeah. going to be a change. And and I, I sound like a broken record sometimes, yeah. but you know me. When we get into these long-range forecasts and holiday time periods and stuff, it doesn't do anybody any good. For me to try to get too specific because right. if i do odds are that will change but i will say that we are getting confident that late next week and the weather preceding christmas and then through christmas week is colder and there's going to be some threat for winter weather which means there's going to be the threat for some snow uh, but I, I can only paint it with a broad brush and as we get into early next week hopefully we can start to get into more detail but uh, it, until then we just have to be 
a little bit vague, but I know people are going to make travel plans. I know people have got airline tickets bought, and we'll do our best to try to hone in on that that, uh, holiday forecast travel period, but we're too early. I told someone yesterday that wherever you plan for, the most inconvenient weather is going to happen right then. Just count on it. That's right. And not only here, but across the whole lower 48 states, I I, I think we're going to get into a really busy pattern between Christmas and New Year's. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. You see, now he says really busy pattern, but he doesn't tell you exactly what that means, does he? Not yet, anyway. We'll have to wait. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, um, you ever been one of those people who, like, waits forever in line for something that just opened? No. And neither have I. No. Well, I'll take that back. Yeah. Years and years ago when I was, you know, going to um, rock and roll concerts, yeah. we'd spend all night outside the ticket ah, place okay. so we can get a decent ticket. That's what I'm talking and, about, And yeah. you know, you're like the third in line, and why am I getting tickets in the 33rd yeah. row where right. all those tickets go to? Mm-hmm. But we, we were out there all night. One time my mother was working right across the street, mm-hmm. and she delivered us donuts. Nice. Hey, I've been out there since since midnight. Yeah, okay. See, I've never done that, and we'll never do anything like that. Now, the next question, okay, that was a rock concert. Maybe if it's a sporting game. Yeah. So would you wait overnight, maybe for a couple of days, for the opening of the new McDonald's? No. Okay. Why? Well, yeah. Uh, apparently, let me see. Uh, now, there's a new hip first? McDonald's now. It's a different kind of McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's one where there's not really many people. There's people working back there, but you're not going to see them anyway. But, yeah, there's uh, in Illinois, about 30 miles from Chicago, there's a new style of McDonald's that you're talking about opening up. And people were curious about it. And, again, when I look at the picture of this, it's it's a different name. First off, the building has a blue top to it. The sign doesn't – instead of the two arches, there's, like, one. Okay. And it's – Cosmix. It's C O S capital M C apostrophe S. So there's no Big Mac. No, and the idea is it's all drive-through. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and of course this also they hope sort of reduces prices. Then they got a few other things there that are not at a typical McDonald's that you might want to try as well. This got people excited, so people waited in line for like three, four days. Which I would never, never do. do for a McDonald's. Uh, no, no, I, I would go for Mayor McCheese. That's about it. The national finals rodeo continued. Uh, will continue. To- for two rounds yesterday at the Thomas and Mack Center, round six of the bareback, Buffalo native Cole Reiner out of the money with an 82 and a half over in the saddle bronc. Brody Cress out of Hillsdale with an 84, which was good enough for fifty. Won forty nine hundred bucks for that. Daniel Wyoming native Tanner Butner with an 81 and a half in the saddle bronc. He was out of the money. In round seven, Cole Reiner took sixth in the bareback with an 84, so we won over sixteen hundred bucks. Currently third in the average, tenth in the world standings. Brody Cress hit the pay window again in the saddle bronc with an 85. So that was fourth. He won $12,877. Crest is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butler with an 83.5 last night in the saddle bronc. He was out of the money again, but he's sixth in the average, eighth in the world standings. And round eight of the NFR will be tonight in Las Vegas. Boys High School basketball is day one of the big Flaming Gorge tournament in Green River today. The Toronto will take on Mountain View. Kelly Walsh meets Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South will take on Lyman down in Greeley. Cheyenne Central will play Palmer Ridge, Colorado. Laramie will entertain Fort Collins. Cheyenne East is in the win. 
Windsor tournament. They'll play Glenwood Springs today. On the girls' side in the Flaming Gorge tournament, the Toronto meets Skyline Idaho. Kelly Walsh draws Lyman. Cheyenne South will meet Manila, Utah. Over in Greeley, the Cheyenne Central girls will meet Palmer Ridge. Laramie draws Northfield, Colorado. Cheyenne East will play Resurrection Christian in Windsor. Women's Junior College basketball. Casper College in the New Mexico tournament Friday through Sunday. Birds are 9-3 and three on the year. They'll play uh, South Plains on Friday. New Mexico Junior College on Saturday. And McCook, Nebraska on Sunday. To the National Football League, here's how some of the former University of Wyoming players did last week. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson with five tackles and a sack in the Saints win over Carolina. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen was 23 of 42 for 233 yards, one TD, one interception in their win over Kansas City. Casper native and Cincinnati middle linebacker Logan Wilson with 10 tackles in their victory against Indianapolis. Las Vegas Raiders defensive back Marcus Epps with six tackles in their 3-0 loss to Minnesota. And San Francisco defensive back Tayshawn Gibson had four tackles, tackles in their win over the Seattle Seahawks. And that's it in sports. Can we start maybe a thing like how many times we make it up the stairs here in this building without stumbling? Uh, I, I'm a, I, I'm on a roll. You're, really? Well, no, that's going no, down. No, 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 no. I fall on twice already. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, then then we, how, how often can you pour a cup of coffee without spilling it? Well, I, I gave up on that years ago. Okay, you're just going to... That's why when I pour a cup of coffee, I just go over the sink. Th- me, me too. Yeah, because I know I'm going to spill it. Yeah, so I just uh, might as well just get that out of the way. I, I, I acknowledge my deficiencies sure, and sure. move on. Compensate for them. Yes. You know, in fact, when I when I go ahead and put the filter in and pour the coffee in, mm-hmm. I do that in the sink too. Because <laughs> oh, I go. know I'm going to make a mess, so I might as well just make the mess in the sink. Good man. Yeah, all right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Boston mayor who had a party where white people were not invited. And your phone, yeah, I'm not kidding. And your phone calls, 888-97-WOODS, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D, as Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. It is a Thursday, and I would. I normally say, and I swear, I can see the weekend from here. Very foggy where I am. I know other places too. For one, well, it depends on where you are. Some places are having a hard time really seeing out their windows right now. So yeah, really foggy out there. So no, I can't see the weekend from here, but I swear it's out there. Okay, I did spend some time just before the news top of the hour answering all sorts of people who were sending me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app. For some reason, it wasn't working early this morning. You were sending stuff, and it was landing, but I couldn't see it. Well, just before news top of the hour, I could. So I spent a few minutes sitting here just answering everybody. So I hope you all got the answers back that I sent. Now we can start talking on the app. Also, this is the most dangerous time for this radio program every single day. Here comes open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? 
Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject, fine. Now, I do love to pick on hypocrisy. And I see hypocrisy in several different flavors, if you will. There's one kind of hypocrisy where someone doesn't know that they're being hypocritical. That, and when you point it out to them, they'll stand there for a minute going, what? What? And they'll notice it and get really embarrassed. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm saying don't do this, but I'm doing this. That's just hard. So I see that happen a lot, and I can forgive that. Then there's people who know they're being hypocritical, but they lie to you and, them, and themselves about it. And I do honestly think, I put this in my book, The Uncomplicated Life, that I think lying to yourself is a mental disorder. I really do believe that. Don't lie to yourself. Be brutally honest with yourself, especially about yourself. Be brutally honest. So hypocrisy, there are some people who do it and then they lie to everybody else and themselves about it. And then there are those people who they know they're being hypocritical. They're going to lie to you. They don't care if they lie to themselves or not. They're just hypocritical. That's one of the worst kind. All right, with that in mind, let's go to Boston. The mayor of Boston had a holiday party. Boston's Democrat mayor has apologized. I do not accept her apology, by the way. Oh, Steve and Casper, Foggy and I-25 South. Steve, according to what I heard from Don Day, if you're heading south, you're going to hit a lot of fog on the way down, on and off. And Cheyenne is about the worst area. Just said, it depends on how far you're going. But anyway, all right. Democrat mayor has apologized. I don't think we should accept her apology. For causing offense with a holiday party invitation that excluded white people. Now, so you know, this woman, a very attractive woman, she's Asian. Michelle Wu Drew. Michelle Wu is her name. Drew Criticism Wednesday. After her aide sent a holiday party invite to every member of the Boston City Council for elected people of color holiday party. Okay. So, in other words, the invitation was not supposed to go out to white people. And it said right there on the invitation that it was only for people of color. No, no white people allowed. And then somebody accidentally, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, accidentally. I wonder if they did it on purpose. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I, I kind of wonder. So she told reporters on Wednesday that the invite was not meant to be sent to white council members who had their invitations rescinded about 15 minutes after the original email was sent. We had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just an honest mistake when it went out. Yeah, but you're not apologizing for a party that excludes... She's, she, she's apologizing the way I understand this. She's apologizing because they saw the invitations. She's not apologizing for having the party where she excluded them based on race. So that's why I say apology not accepted. And over something like this, I think she should lose her job. 
All right. Off to the phones we go. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. Hey, Jude. Hey, good morning. I saw, um, I don't know if you wrote the article or if someone else did. Uh, Wyoming holds off on auctioning huge piece of Presbyterian land. Yeah, I didn't write that, but okay. You didn't write it? No, no. Oh, anyway, um, this is what Rose and I were talking about, oh, I don't know, three or four months ago. Now, first they talked about exchanging this land here for another piece of land so that there's the same amount of land, but it's not the same kind of property. And if you talk, if, if you go into this a little deeper, and we did, found out that basically what they want to do is they want to sell it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're wanting $80 million as the opening bid for it. Now, that's inside the Grand Teton. I don't understand how they can do that because that's national, that's federal stuff. And secondly, I, you know, that's one of the reasons I don't like Wyoming being in charge of its land okay. because this kind of thing goes on, you know, selling this good land on um, this part of the park to developers. Right. Now, the other yeah. side of that, because I've had this discussion with people, I want Wyoming to be in charge of all of our land because you see what happens when the I feds in charge of it what happens when they get it yeah they but sell it. but when they don't have it when the feds are in charge of it we can't get out there and go after coal gas and oil and ranch it i know well you know the only way i could even see doing anything like this is just they're going to have to do a provision about selling to private entities and developers yeah in whatever they design for this, if they want to control the state land. Because I'm not for selling good land to more elite. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm in favor of the provision thing because I've always said I, I want Wyoming to be in control of all of the land. It's our land. And since we can talk to the people in Cheyenne, I mean, I don't want to talk to some bureaucrat who's way out in Washington, D.C. They've never been here. They're not us. But we can control our land by talking to our elected officials and even bureaucrats right there in Cheyenne. And those are Wyomingites, so we'd have a better chance getting what we want out of them, I would think. Yeah, we may have a better chance, but we have a lot of uh, our legislators that I don't believe give one hoot about Wyoming. Okay. Or they wouldn't be, you know, uh, what did Rocky Mountain Power get, 8%? Okay, and that is 8% of that. Then they're going to ask next year. And they got that 7% back in July. So they're going to end up with their 26%, 27%, just like the guy that was the advocate that I talked to that meeting that night. I said, so where is this going to actually land? And he said about 26%. Now, this is supposed to be our advocate. And he sold us down the river. So uh, with the Rocky Mountain Power, this is just, you know, and the greed. I think it's the greed I'm sick of. I'm sick of our government here being greedy. You know, $80 million, what are they going to do with that? Put it in with the other billion dollars that they're sitting on and then gouging us on property tax, electric, gas, food, rent, housing. You know, where's where does it ascend for us in Wyoming? There's so few of us, and we're carrying the tax burden like we're 5 million people. Okay. You know, right. but I, I am. I'd, I'd like to see a provision in there that it cannot be sold to private developers 
or landowner, okay. you know, private entities. Yeah. See, I'm in yeah. favor of, I've, I've talked about this before, I really would like Wyoming to get a hold of all the land, like we were promised, because that was a promise made to us, that, of course, if, I don't know if this is shocking, but, uh, you know, the federal government lies. I, I, I know. Just go ask Just go ask Wyoming Indian tribes about that. You might find a couple of problems. But anyway, and so, and then, but I'm with you, though. I would like to have some provisions about what we do with that land once we get it to make sure that we don't have huge, you know, towering condos going right up in front of the Tetons. Nobody wants to see and that. that's exactly what these clowns were going to do, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess there's thousands that said no. Right. And they both continue to say no, or you're going to look like uh, California, and your taxes are going to go up like California. Yeah. You think you're paying high taxes now? Let them put some condos up there. Yeah. But All right. Anyway, um, thank you for thank you, taking my call this Absolutely, morning. yeah. Jude has to vent. This is why we have this program. The entire program is re- revolves around... Judy being able to vent so the west of Wyoming, the whole rest of Wyoming, not just Casper, but the whole rest of Wyoming is safe to go outside. So wake up, Wyoming. This He's time talking we do to himself in a stuff padded demand. room. And you could now, be the there voice are things in that happen in other Join towns the conversation where on wake up Wyoming, go ahead and get toys together Woods. for needy families. And by the way, if you're doing that, I'd love to hear about it so I can talk about it on air. Or you can call the program if you're doing anything around Wyoming to make sure that needy families get what they need for the holidays for their kids and so on just go ahead and call miss mary triple eight ninety seven woods that's eight 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 ninety seven w o o d s and we'll get the we'll help get the word out for you not just getting you to talk about it on the air or i can talk about it on the air but i can write an article for you now one of the places that does it cheyenne does that as well they but here uh, let's see up in casper every year they have me go and this is this makes long days for me but i'm not complaining I'll end up working about a 13-hour day every day this week and then pull some hours on Saturday, too. So I'm at the Walmart in Casper on the east side. You pull in, there's a booth there, and people are pulling up with toys, any kind of toy. Some people pull up with a whole shopping cart full of toys. Other people walk up with a toy. Somebody yesterday showed up with a slinky and not the fake plastic slinkies, a real metal slinky. Sometimes people say, hey, can I just give you a couple of bucks? Yes, you can give us a couple of bucks, whatever that might be, how much, how little, doesn't matter. And we'll make sure that that goes to buying toys for needy families. Also, the West Side Walmart, there's a collection facility there, too. All right, so I'm there every day this week from 11 till 3. And then we get to Saturday, and there's a different schedule for me on Saturday. But we do that every single year. So if you can help out... Please do. Just stop by any location, anytime, whether I'm there or not, and we'll go ahead and take whatever you can offer up. And again, in other communities all around Wyoming, people are doing the same exact thing. And we're happy to help you get the word out about that. It's been a tough few years. And donations, we've noticed that while donations are good, donations are down a bit just because everybody's having a bit of a tough time. So any help would be appreciated. All right. So headline, Cowboy State Daily. Trump files motion to defend himself in lawsuit to keep him off Wyoming's ballot. There is one Democrat in Wyoming, and he's a lawyer. So that's two strikes against him. He's a Democrat, and he's a lawyer. At the same time. Okay. 
I pick one more thing, and I'll give him three strikes, and he's and we have to kick him out of Wyoming after that. But all right, here's the former President Donald Trump is asking permission to defend himself in a Laramie civil court case that challenges his fitness to appear on the state's ballot. Trump filed on Tuesday this week filed a motion to intervene in retired Laramie attorney Tim Newcomb's November 1st challenge in Albany County District Court, where Newcomb is asking the judge to block the Secretary of State Chuck Gray, who was on this program. Chuck Gray was on his program yesterday talking about this. From allowing Trump or U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis on the state's ballots again. Now, for Cynthia Lummis, it's because uh, she was backing Trump about the whole insurrection thing. So now, neither of them have committed any crime. Cynthia Lummis did not commit a crime, neither did Donald Trump. So you can't keep them off the ballot. They did not commit, nobody convicted anybody in a court of law of anything. So they're not guilty of any crime. No conviction here. But all right. Other than the 2018 action where Trump was named as a defendant in a man's wrongful termination lawsuit against the Army, this appears to be the former president's only direct involvement in a Wyoming state case. He pulled no punches, the story said, in his proposed motion to dismiss the lawsuit. Trump called the lawsuit to get him off the ballot a frivolous claim based on a hodgepodge of irrelevance. And Okay. Uh, he's asking Albany County District Court judge to deem the lawsuit frivolous. Which again, now this is happening in Colorado too, by the way, and we should get the same kind of an answer in Colorado. Should be the same thing. He hasn't been found guilty of anything, so you can't. Trump's motion also claims that Newcomb's complaint is too early uh, or and not ripe. That the amendment to the U.S. Constitution that Newcomb invokes is not a matter of state courts, so you have to handle this on a different level, not the state courts. Trump filed his proposed motion to dismiss the case and his motion to intervene with it through the Cheyenne attorney, uh, Caleb Wilkins of Coal Creek Law. So, okay, and I'll let you know what happens with that. Um, The story does mention that Chuck Gray had something to say about this. He was on the program yesterday, your Secretary of State Chuck Gray, where we talked about that case and how it needs to be just dismissed for several reasons. But Now, this is being tried in several states by Democrats. They think they have something here. I still go back to, but he hasn't been convicted. If he had been convicted of something, then maybe you have it. But he hasn't been. So you don't have anything to keep him off the ballot. He can run if he wants to. So that's just the way the law plays out. Okay. Oh, one other thing, as long as I'm talking court cases, perhaps today, we'll see, the Wyoming Supreme Court rules on Wyoming's abortion law. So Wyoming had written a law that should the Supreme Court send abortion back to the states, which, to be clear, the U.S. Supreme Court did not ban abortion. They sent the decision on who gets to make the decision for abortions back to each individual state. And if you read our Constitution, you'll understand why. That's not a power that the federal government has that's to be left to the states and so Wyoming had a law that would if the Supreme Court ever did that then Wyoming would simply just ban abortion that has been challenged in court all right that's gone all the way up as you expect it would be to the Wyoming Supreme Court now last I heard 
the Wyoming Supreme Court is supposed to issue a ruling on this today. We'll see if they do. But that's what I understand, that that ruling should come out sometime today. And it's one of those things where as soon as we know, we'll let you know about it. But how the Wyoming Supreme Court is going to rule on this, I have no idea. Because unlike the U.S. Supreme Court, they don't drop all sorts of hints ahead of time. So we really don't know. Uh, Brad and Cheyenne, I agree with Jude. I don't trust Wyoming to save public lands for all Americans. And that is one of our nation's greatest treasures. I tell you what, Brad, this is a debate that I've had with some people quite often. And I will address this when we come out of the news here, because we're coming up on news bottom of the hour. Then right after news, we have an update on the weather forecast. And, of course, it's open phones at 888 woods Bill, i got to answer you off air. That's just hysterical. Sway Cup, Wyoming. Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Hey, 36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so let's pick up this topic a little bit here. We had it before. You can jump in and disagree with me if you want. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or hit chat and send me a text message over the Wake Up Wyoming app. So there's been discussion before. Here's how originally this was uh, promised to us. When Wyoming was becoming the state, most of the land was to be owned at first by the federal government. And then in time the feds were supposed to turn over that land to us. Now, we weren't the only state where that promise was made. There were other states as well. That promise was made and for the longest time not kept. Now, there are a few states out there who eventually sued over that and won their land. It was quite a bit that, you know, quite quite a process to go through the courts. But the, the original promise made way back when was we were supposed to get that land for us. And I'm one of those who says, I want control of our land. I want Wyoming controlling that land because people of Wyoming are here in Wyoming. And we know our land. I don't want some politician or bureaucrat that is thousands of miles from here in D.C. making that decision for us. They don't know us. They don't care about us. They have a different agenda than we would have. So I want us to be in control of our land. Also... I like to point out that when it comes to using our land, coal, gas, oil, farming, ranching, the federal government does, recently anyway, does not have a great track record of letting us use our own land. Now, the concerns, I'll give you some of the concerns that people are sending me here. Let's start with, let's see, Brad and Cheyenne. I agree with Judy. I don't trust Wyoming to save public lands for all Americans. And that is one of our nation's greatest treasure is all public lands. Well, now, this where I would agree when Judy and I were talking about this, before we took over our lands, which I would still like to see us do, before we take over those lands, 
I would like to set it up. Now, we can do that because we're Wyoming. We're dealing with people in Cheyenne, which is a lot closer than D.C. So when talking to our politicians, we can set up rules where we can maintain our lands. Now, many people are worried that the land would get sold off and it wouldn't be public anymore. And But I would like to set it up so it would be cared for by the very people who live here, who care about the land, which I think we would do a better job than anyone in Washington, D.C. Wags is in Cheyenne. He says, I think it's a great uh, that Wyoming has control of our lands. I just wish that there was a provision in place that prohibited Wyoming from selling our lands to anybody. I would add that if Wyoming leased the land to anybody, that lease doesn't prohibit the use of other Wyoming residents from use of the land. See, this is what I'm talking about. Wags is saying is what I'm talking about. I would make sure that there were provisions in place. I mean, if we have to make them constitutional provisions, so we really can't do anything about it. That way, as I said to Judy... Somebody is not going to come along and throw up big, tall, skyscraping condos right in front of your view of the Tetons. Let's do things like that to make sure that doesn't happen. Let's make sure that, yes, the land is owned by Wyoming, and you're still allowed to go out there and camp and fish. We can go ahead and take care of our own land. And at the same time, if somebody wants to send their sheep out there, or their cattle out there, or whatever else. Or if somebody finds that there's oil or gas, or wh- whatever the case is, that they have a chance to use that as well. <clears throat> okay, That is not just sold off to some... Uh, some people just say some rich guy, I even think of some big corporations too, that would misuse the land as we would see it. Because I understand keeping Wyoming, Wyoming. I give you an idea of where I'm coming from is also there's... um. Yeah, I've, I've told you before about the islands I grew up on. Captiva Island is not a big island. It's about three miles off the coast of Florida on the west side, down close to the Everglades. And Captiva, when I grew up, was basically a jungle. There was very little on it. Very few people lived on the island. And there was no such thing as going for a walk in the woods. It was such thick jungle that we, unless someone took a chainsaw and cut a trail, there's no getting into that. But over time, they didn't. They decided not to become a city and just stay within the county. And over time, developers came on the island to the point now it's still very attractive, but it's zero property line. At least the homes are nice homes. But man, is it packed. And on the north end of the island, there's a resort out there called South Seas Plantation. And South Seas wants to put up some big skyscraping condos. Now, Captiva doesn't have anything like that. And right away, people of Captiva start going, whoa, 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 you want to put what up on our island? You know, and, and as libertarian as I am, I look at that and think, let's remember why we love that island and keep it the way we love it. That's not to say we can't use the resources of the island that we can't make money off the island, but you also don't want to take away why everybody loves the island at the same time. Back to Brad and Cheyenne. I do agree with your point that uh, the land is supposed to return uh, to the states and D.C. is out of touch. There has to be some common sense. Well, okay. I'm glad we agree on that, Brad, because I really do think I want to see Wyoming control all Wyoming lands. 
I really want that we had a deal with the feds way back when, and they didn't keep their end of the bargain, so we need to take them to court on that and get our land. And there has been pushes on that as well. There's been other states that have gotten in on it, and Wyoming has been, well, some people in Wyoming have been part of that multi-state push to get the feds off our land and do what they promised. But again, before we did something like that, I want some guarantees. I have no problem with the idea that if somebody finds gold or silver or oil or whatever, that they get to go out there and use it. But I would also want the provision in place. And when they're done extracting whatever from the land, when they return the land to the way it was. Like we demand of our coal mines, when a coal mine is done with, let's say they carve up some acreage to get to some coal, when they're done, they got to put it back. And we're very particular about how they put it back. The federal government is too, but that's something I want to make sure to see. By the way, that goes for the wind and solar companies too that are right now taking great swaths of land. Hey, when you're done with that, because those wind and solar farms aren't going to last forever, you're going to return that land, right, to the way it looked before? I'd prefer that you did it right now because, yeah, you're causing a problem, by the way. Oh, I'll see if I can get to it in the next uh, segment next hour. So there's a story about a couple of guys up in Montana that were killing golden eagles. They got in trouble for it. And some of those golden eagles migrated to Wyoming in the wintertime, kind of flew down this way, you know, to get out of the colder weather of Montana to the just cold weather of Wyoming. And my thought was, what? They could have just come down here and gotten killed by a wind turbine, you know? I'm g- yeah, seriously. So I'm going to touch on that in the next hour with a few other things. And you get to interrupt me too, by the way. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. It's wake up fast. Bastion before all across Wyoming. Yes, it, wake it, it, it's up, up all year round. Okay, it's plastic ice. Yep. Yeah. Join it in just, at good. 887 Woods. Or what is it? You have a cat. How does it stay standing up? Well, because it's ordered okay. not to go over there. Oh, okay. The to, cat to, is ordered. To, to do the... Yeah. Do they obey okay. orders? We No, they order you around, but okay. And so here's what... Now I'm beginning to doubt that Frank actually has a Christmas tree up year-round. Oh, no, right, no. Right, I, oh, okay. no, I do. Yeah, that's do. that's yeah, the God's okay. honest truth, yes. When you bring in a live one from outside... I don't. You're bringing in a lot of things that are in the tree. Like, for example, a lot of people don't know how many spiders are in those trees. I didn't know that. A lot. Yeah, and for people who go, yeah, spider. There's a loads of spiders in those trees. Okay. okay, thanks for telling us. Yeah, and then there's this one. A owl was found roosting in a Kentucky family's Christmas tree. Oh, okay. For four days. <laughs> now <laughs> they, did, they did not go. Woo, yeah, woo, I mean, at woo, some point the thing is going to get hungry and have to make some noise. Kentucky family decorated Christmas tree inside their house. How do you not, how do you miss that? It was four days before they discovered the owl that, uh, I have three dogs. They were in the room nonstop watching TV. They had no indication either. That's one quiet owl. Mm-hmm. That's why the owl was so quiet. Yeah, because the three dogs were yeah. right there. Okay. So, let me see. Maybe uh, this family had a little bit too much moonshine and yeah. didn't understand that they were living things in the tree. So they they call for a carpet cleaner, and oh, while the okay. carpet cleaner was in the home, he noticed the branches moving, and he <laughs> opened up the branches and reached in and pulled out this owl. 
which fits in his two hands. It's not huge, right? Yeah. And so at this point, again, the owl must be, I would think, hungry and thirsty at you know, after four days. I don't know how long an owl can mm-hmm. go without food, longer than you and I for sure. But okay, again, I look at how, this. How, how do you miss that? Yeah, I, there's no sounds like ooh, nothing, ooh, nothing. Ooh. Well, there's four dogs in the house. The owl's not going to make any noise. Okay. The okay. owl just looked at the dogs and thought to himself, "Shut up." Yeah, and just didn't say a word the entire time. So anyway, I'm in favor of yeah, just putting up artificial trees unless you like bringing in nature from outside. Not really. God knows what's li- spiders, people. Lots of little spiders in those things. Yeah, he, he's lying to you, folks. Boys High School basketball is day one of the big Flaming Gorge Tournament in Green River, and the Toronto will take on Mountain View. Kelly Walsh takes on Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South will play Lyman. Down in Greeley, Cheyenne Central will meet Palmer Ridge, Colorado. Laramie will entertain Fort Collins. Cheyenne East is in the Windsor Tournament. They'll play Glenwood Springs today. In the girls' side of the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County, the Toronto will meet Skyline Idaho today. Kelly Walsh draws Lyman. Cheyenne South meeting Manila, Utah over in Greeley. The Central girls will meet Palmer Ridge. And and Laramie will play Northfield, Colorado. Cheyenne East takes on Resurrection Christian in Windsor. Women's Junior College Basketball. Casper College will be in the New Mexico Tournament Friday through Sunday. The birds are 9-3 and three on the year. They'll play South Plains on Friday. New Mexico Junior College on Saturday. And McCook, Nebraska on Sunday. To the National Football League, here's how some of the former University of Wyoming players did last week. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson. With five tackles, including a sack. And the Saints win over Carolina. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, 23 of 42 for 233 yards, one TD pass, and one interception in their win over Kansas City. Casper native and Cincinnati linebacker Logan Wilson with 10 tackles in their victory over Indianapolis. Las Vegas Raiders defensive back Marcus Epps with six tackles in their loss to Minnesota. And San Francisco defensive back Tashawn Gibson with four tackles in their win over Seattle. National Finals Rodeo continues tonight in Las Vegas. There were two rounds yesterday at the Thomas and Mack Center in round Round six of the bareback, Buffalo native Cole Reiner out of the money with an 82 and a half. In the saddle rung, Brody Crest out of Hillsdale with an 84 and a half. That was good enough for fifth. He won over $4,900 for that. Daniel, Wyoming native Tanner Butner with an 81 and a half in the saddle rung. He was out of the money. Then in the seventh round, Cole Reiner took sixth in the bareback with an 84, so he won over $1,600 for that. Currently third in the average and tenth in the world standings. Brody Crest hit the pay window again in the saddle rung with an 85. That was good for fourth, so he won $12,800. 177 bucks. Cress is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner with an 83 and a half last night in the Saddlebrook out of the money. He is sixth in the average, eighth in the world standings, and round eight of the NFR will be tonight from Las Vegas. That's it in the sports. So uh, you probably had one too when you were a kid. Remember those old plastic telephones that with oh, yeah. the little dial on it yeah. and they had wheels on it? I saw there was that. Was that donated for uh, stuff yeah, the van? That was, and I looked at it and thought, <laughs> that's, cla- that's classic. Some kids are really going to be confused. <laughs> What is this thing? And what am I supposed? What's well, a telephone? No, that's not what a telephone <laughs> looks like. Telephones are rectangular and really thin. Well, maybe history lessons are good. I would but, think but, so. But, but yeah. then again, they might think it's a brand new invention. Like, whoa, yeah, the phones right. are what, changing. What is Look. this thing? So, did, when you were a kid, did your telephone also have eyes on it, and did it make you know noises? Yeah, and, you know, and and, exactly, and, and if yeah. it did the dial thing, it went ding 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 ding. It's ding, exactly ding, right. Ding, ding. Yeah. So you did have one. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Now, somebody donated one of those to our Stuff to Van toy drive. <laughs> and I thought, you know, kids are really going to be... Con- what do you mean this is a telephone? Yes, that's what telephones used to look like. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that, right after national and local news update on your weather forecast and more open phones. I see your message, Buck. I'll answer you right now. 
Wake Up Wyoming. solved an international problem right here right now just before I turned on the microphone within the past like three seconds three and a half really so I'm watching looking at the ridiculously large television that they put in the studio with me here and on that television they're showing uh, Israeli troops in Gaza and they're rounding up weapons stashes of guns and I thought that's where Israel missed now okay if Israel had just passed a law, or maybe the United Nations had passed a law, making acts of terrorism illegal, making these kinds of guns and homemade missiles and other such bombs illegal, then it wouldn't happen. See? You just got to ban it. See? Because banning this stuff works, right? Well, of course. Greg is in Laramie. Hello, Greg. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? Good, sir. What you got? I heard you talk about public lands, and, and you said that, that uh, I think I heard you say that that somebody had, somewhere in the feds had promised to give these lands back. Right. And that we should honor what we said, right? right. We, yeah. we make a deal. Mm -hmm. But but it, I can only find that, that in Wyoming, the people of Wyoming forever gave up the lands when we became a state. So, so where was mm -hmm. this? Okay, I'd have to go back. It's, you have. Yeah, it's been a while since I've looked at this. I'd have to go back. Uh, but I remember this was a few years ago because there was a movement, and it still exists. It's just the people in this movement don't know how to do a movement thing. It's just that they suck at it, but they're trying. The idea is to uh, turn over to not just Wyoming, but Utah. There's a lot of other states where most of the land is owned by the feds. And when the federal government was splitting up the Louisiana Purchase, you know, and making it uh, states, they had an agreement that was part of the, the original deal that eventually the states would own all of this land. So in most states, this has not happened. There's a few states that pushed for it and got it. But Wyoming and Utah and a few other states never did. And so we're still with, with a majority of the land being owned by the federal government, which was not the original deal. Well, I mean, our our Constitution, we, we our, the people of Wyoming basically it, it made a deal. I mean, you can say the Louisiana Purchase, but in our Constitution, we gave up the rights to these lands. Right. Utah mm -hmm. did, Arizona did, Wyoming did, New Mexico mm -hmm. did, Colorado did, Nevada did, Idaho did. Right. I would have and to so, again. I would have to go back and look that it means up again. We're, we would be, we would be reneging on a deal, and 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 you know that isn't. Right. Yeah, I, I have found some information. I'll go back and like find Alec. it because again, the, the the people who are pushing to do this, I've had them on the program, and they've explained it all. It's been so long that I forget the details of it now. So I'd have to have them back back on again, which I'm sure they would love because, like I said, when it comes to publicizing their movement, they suck at it. So nobody knows that really they're out there. 
But I'll see if I can bring them back on again because they have all the details about how that will work. But it really comes down okay, to... Okay, well, yeah, it really, a deal is a deal. Yeah, but it really comes down to I would rather have, with provisions, because I know I understand why some people are afraid that you know we would end up selling off all sorts of land to private businesses that would abuse the land. And I don't want that either. I would like to have some provisions in there because we like to hunt and fish and also ranch the land and oil, gas, and coal. And right now, the way the Fed, use working with the federal government, we're not really able to work with the federal government. We're basically being abused by the federal government at this point. We're not allowed to use the land that we have. Well, it's it's not our land. It's 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 the United States land. And there's it's the problem. Land, and yes. they should it, have within the borders of Wyoming. So I, yeah, so I want it to be Wyoming's land, and I want us to be... Because I think we would take better care of it and better use of it than the federal government ever would. Um, I've never seen any evidence of that. Well, oh, I, I can show you all sorts of evidence of that, but I think we really would. But again, I would want provisions in place to make sure... You know, uh, but still, I would write because I don't trust bureaucrats and politicians in D.C. to run the land here in Wyoming. They've never even been here. They have no idea what they're talking about. And yet they're writing laws about our land. Well, uh, again, uh, we are represented by our our <laughs> we're overrepresented in Wyoming by our House and Senate yeah. people. So if they aren't having a say or speaking about it. Um, where are they? Well, are they yeah, owned by somebody else? Yeah, they, so, they've really so never said much about it either. But I would like to fix that problem. I, I really think it's a problem, okay. you know, especially when I see. Look, right now we have all of these uh, resources in Wyoming, and even although I disagree with our governor on a lot of things when it comes to energy, even he's having a problem here in the state of Wyoming because here comes the EPA and the BLM giving energy companies a hard time when it comes to extracting coal, gas, and oil. And Wait, wait is it America uh, right now, uh-huh. <laughs> under Biden, yeah. we're producing more oil and exporting more oil than ever? Okay, uh, you've got Man a few ever. things. You've got a few things wrong on there, and it's first off, it's not because of Biden; it's in spite of Biden. In fact, let's take a look back at when Obama was president. Biden was vice president, and there was a huge oil boom that happened in North Dakota. In fact, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. North Dakota, and they it Obama tried to take credit for that, and it was because it was happening on private land. Okay, and we are not exporting record amounts of oil right now. We're importing record amounts of oil right now. Uh, we're exporting LNG. We're exporting oil and finished products more than we ever have. Now yeah, it's the opposite of that, and it's, it's the opposite well, of that. And it's been since Biden's been in office here. We're importing more than ever before, and our strategic reserve is at an all-time low. Thank you, Biden. Appreciate that. So, no, he's not doing it. In fact, he even in his own statements, I've played his own words on the air where he wants to shut down all coal, gas, and oil and keep it in the ground. He promised that when he ran well, for office. I, I, I listened to Alex Epstein. We should talk about that. that no, no, I'm not trip. Alex Epstein. I paid. I played Joe Biden saying that when he ran for office. He promised it. I have the audio. I, I, I hear what they say. However, oil is continuing to go up in America in spite of who's president. Uh-huh. I mean, it was drill, baby, drill. But under Obama, we drill, baby, drill. But not because of Obama. We drill, drill, baby, drill under Obama because it happened on private land where Obama was not able to stop it. 
and on all the public lands, again, if you go look at the the, right. the oil that's being extracted in Pennsylvania, as we knew in 2008 and nine, mm-hmm. they would never pay the bonds back. They would uh, get, not not fill in the wells. That is absolutely. <clears throat> Let me hurt. give you a headline that I read earlier this morning. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. You can look it up right now. Wyoming oil and gas jobs dwindle compared to pre-pandemic levels. And it talks about how Wyoming jobs, they were at the beginning of 2023, about 8,700 oil jobs. Yeah, there used to be like 12,000 jobs in oil here in the state of Wyoming. And when it comes to coal, the, the story gives you the number of coal jobs that are way down as well. The coal mining sector is down 3,100 jobs since the Biden administration. The story is on the Wake Up Wyoming website right now. I, I heard that, and yeah. I've heard people from come into Wyoming and speak, and they are very adamant that they've become extremely efficient at drilling wells mm-hmm. using less. Less well, that is true. We are very efficient people. about how we, we do it, but efficient. we have fewer. It's not just go. the employees. We have fewer wells, and even the coal mines are smaller, and we're not extracting as much as before. And it's directly because of your Biden administration. But also, we could be exporting coal if the Western states would allow us to use their ports. So, no, it's not going the I, way you. I, I'm actually. I was actually opposed to what the state of Washington did. Yes, I'm glad you were. under the clean. Water Act. I'm glad Again, you yeah. sh- shipping black rocks overseas, we should be able to do. Yes. It's, it's, it's crazy not to. Right. You won't yeah. get me to say that, but you will not get me to say that oil has decreased under Biden. It has. So I have the numbers here. We, I'm we looking are, at the numbers. Are, and, I'm, and, I, and I remember what he said when he ran for office, that he was going to shut it all down. So I have the numbers and I have what he said. You mean people lie? To get into office? Yes, by God, everybody. <laughs> you know something? I would like why you and we, I, you and I, between the two of us, sitting down to do some liars. research, let's the two of us find somebody who didn't lie to get in office. I bet you and I would spend like a, several well, years doing research and never find anyone. If you don't lie, you don't get into office. I guess so. I, I know that for a fact. All right. Thank you. As I, I am one. Got to move on. 916, wake up my own. This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn Live on the Wake Let's Up back Wyoming up just a little bit. So first off, Chet in Yoder was asking, was that Dave on the phone? No, no. You're referring to Dave from San Francisco, and Dave from San Francisco is a jerk, which is why Dave gets hung up on. That was Greg and Laramie. Greg and I disagree on pretty much everything, but Greg likes a good debate. And he and I get along just fine. Even though we disagree, you see we have a good time disagreeing with each other and debating the issue, which is how it should be, which is why Greg gets more time on the air and doesn't get hung up on. By the way, Greg, if you're still listening, thanks to DJ, who is up in Gillette, the group you want, look up American Lands Council, American Lands Council. That's the group who wants these different states to get their the lands away from the feds and back to the states, and they show why. Okay, that's first off. Second one, if you're still listening, Greg, listen carefully to this. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. 
no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. new pipeline infrastructure? Yeah. And, new pipeline. And, and, exactly. and no more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again. And we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. And from Gensburg, Glenn, your last caller obviously has never worked in the patch in Wyoming or anywhere else. Okay, so Mark wants to talk about oil and gas. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Uh, Greg knows a lot, but not much of it's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, there are 12 rigs operating in Wyoming right now. That's down from 24 last year, mm-hmm. down from 110 at the top end. Okay. So you can't tell me there's more, it's more efficient. What they have done is they've stopped permitting, they've stopped allowing drilling. Mm. So uh, let's move on to another subject for yeah. just a minute, if we could. Sure, go ahead. You've, you've been talking about schools and the schools should teach our kids how to dress. And mm. Schools should teach our kids how to uh, survive in the outdoors and do other things. And I am all in favor of good old mechanics and all that. But if you want to teach your kids how to dress, send them to church. Okay. If you want your if you want you to teach your kids how to survive in the out of doors, send them to the Boy Scout. Right. No, I never you, I, you must you, have been listening to some other show because I never said I wanted to teach kids how to dress or survive outdoors. Oh I, I heard you no, I, I so, never said but, that. Somebody on your program did. Uh, not, that and might be it, the case. Yeah, there might be a guest on the program. Yeah. I do know that there's a couple yeah. of charter schools I've had on as guests, and those guests say that if you go to their charter school, they have a uniform. Oh, I agree with that. It, it okay. helps uh, equalize everybody. Yeah, okay. You know, our, AC, our ACT scores are 19 mm-hmm. out of 31. That's an F. So I don't want to give our teachers any more. It's a management deal. If people are doing a good job, you give them more responsibility. Right. If people are not doing a good job, well, you don't give them more money and you keep their responsibilities there until you get them to accomplish. And what is happening in our schools now is we're going through this wokeism where we're going to talk about diversity and gender equality and all the rest of that. That doesn't belong in our schools. What Mm. belongs in our schools is reading, writing, arithmetic, and history. Okay, now, I'm glad you brought that up. Do me a favor. I'm going to let you go, but turn up the radio because the next story that I had ready to go is exactly what you're saying and you're going to like this story and it's a colorado story of all places all right all right thanks for calling and turn up your radio and i'll read this to everybody color this is the headline from a colorado tv station colorado high school offers class that teaches home ownership skills like plumbing electricity and more see this is what he's talking about this is what i've been talking about for quite a while
Highlands Ranch, Colorado, in the Fix-It Lab at Mountain Vista High School in Highlands Ranch, students learn things that can help them in daily life. The teacher, and th this helps those people named Dave, because I pick on Dave from San Francisco. This teacher's name is Dave, so he's a good Dave, okay? I mean, there's Dave, then there's Dave. Okay, anyway. He started a home and apartment repair class after he noticed computer and technology classes in, were edging out uh, traditional shop classes. He said, I think that was a bit short-sighted because obviously things will always need to be repaired. So, in the class, students have spent the semester learning things that will help them as homeowners. Writing, yeah, wiring an electrical box, drywall, plumbing. They also learn about maintenance and repair skills. So if something breaks down in your house, you don't necessarily have to go call a repairman. You might be able to take care of it yourself, depending on what it is. While more schools are expanding career and technical offerings and offering pass and trade, the story says this Dave, his class isn't just for kids interested in a career in those industries. Students said they could use these skills for do-it-yourself projects. He said for those who haven't had somebody to your house recently, the quotes for just fixing something basic at home, he says, are just astronomical. So the more do-it-yourselfer that you are, the better. Uh, see, now that just played in perfectly, Mark, with what you called this program about. I'm glad you called when you did, because I had that story ready to go next. All right. Great flurry of calls there. And I can do more right after this. We got news coming up. Right after news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again with some more open phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 9.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, first hour of the program, I told this story, which I know that a lot of people are not up at 6 a.m., so you didn't get to hear it. For those people who were up at 6 a.m., I'm hoping that you don't mind me telling the story again because this is good. So let's go back to Colorado again. There's a couple of guys that are shoplifting. Right? And these two guys do the kind of really just rush and grab and run kind of shoplifting that's you know, happened a lot, right? Two guys working together. This was some appliance store. And we're not talking washers and dryers. We're talking like, you know, uh, other kind of kitchen appliances you'd put on top of your countertop, things like that. So as they're running out with stuff, they get caught. Now, like a lot of places, if you shoplift below a certain amount, they're, they're not going to bother to prosecute you. The prosecutor's office has so much to do. They can't go after everybody. So if it's below a certain amount, they're not even going to bother. That's really unfortunate because shoplifters have learned that they can do that now. Oh, I can go ahead and shoplift like $200 worth of stuff and you're not going to bother me? Cool. 
In Colorado, it's below $2,000. So these two guys combined shoplifted 2000 we get the exact number here uh, it was it was uh two thousand ninety four dollars ninety eight cents <throat> now remember they have to shop over two thousand dollars in order for them to be prosecuted right they shoplifted two thousand ninety four dollars ninety eight cents it's the ninety four dollars and ninety eight cents that put them in front of a judge now, if you're their lawyer, <clears throat> what exactly would you do? What, what would your argument be? You want to get them off, you're the lawyer. This is what you have to do. So the lawyer makes a bold and creative argument, which I have to give credit to the lawyer for going there. This took some guts. But, Your Honor, the items that they shoplifted were on sale. <laughs> Therefore, they did not shoplift over $2,000. They shoplifted just under $2,000. So my clients should not be here. <laughs> Instead, we should let them go. Now, the judge didn't go for it. No, I'm sorry. The sale price doesn't count. This stuff is worth $2,094.98. The shoplifting charge stands I just now I this means look if you ever decide to go shoplifting using this lawyer's logic bring coupons because that way if you accidentally go over the $2,000 limit you can toss some coupons at the judges and say there that puts it under $2,000 now I'm okay you can let me go now well, the judge is not going to let him go because, again, uh, we don't include sale price in this. So one guy is getting like nine months in jail. It was nine months, six six months in jail. The other guy is getting, I don't know, he's going to be there for 90 days, something like that, which I don't think is enough. I really don't think that's because it's not, it, that's not a deterrent. They're going to do this again. That's not a deterrent. Yeah. I really have to hand it to that lawyer, though. I mean, he's cornered. They were caught with the items. There's video of them. And I was very careful to say it this morning. No, we do not have videotape. No one's using videotape anymore. No one filmed them. Nobody's using film anymore. We use digital recording devices these days. So anyway, they were video there. Okay, it's recorded on video. These guys trying to make off with this stuff and being caught. So we have them with the evidence and we have the video. So case closed. And it does not matter that the stuff was on sale at the time. Good choice there, Mr. Lawyer. When you're cornered, they have your client everywhere. There's nowhere else to go with this. What do you do? You're going to have to pull something out of your hat. Notice I said hat. I could have said somewhere else, but this is a family radio show. you got to pull something out. You know what I'm saying. So this is what he comes up with. They were on sale, Your Honor. He's got nothing else. Well, he's a defense attorney. He's got to make some kind of defense, right? Now, I would guess at this point he's a state defense attorney. First off, I doubt the shoplifters are able to pay for their own attorney unless they do more shoplifting to pay for them. So I doubt they can afford an attorney. So it was a state prosecutor. 
And he's a state prosecutor because with skills like this, he obviously is not... Well, he doesn't possess the talent to open up his own law firm, does he? No, probably not. Although, if I'm ever... Now, I don't do anything to get convicted of any crime. I'm not guilty of anything. But let's just say for the fun of it that I was caught doing something. I would want to hire this guy, not because I want to win the case. Obviously, I'm not going to win the case. I just want to see how he plays it. You ever do that? I do that now and then. I look at something, I think this is not going to end well, but I'm staying put. I want to see how this plays out. This is really going to be interesting. That would be one of those cases. Let's wake up Wyoming. On sure, the this, we that sequester all gas emissions to one room. There's wake a up L Wyoming train, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. There's a what? At 6. A bull on the train? Watch it there. Uh, that could be uh, fried bull. That could be. Well, that would taste good, I assume, if it did it right. No, question. I don't know. It'd be like so? putting, you know, it, okay. it, it'll come out well done. Well, okay. Now, what, I've told you this story before. There are some guys who Texas and uh, has a few of these guys. They made a business out of, you can't catch it. Call us. Yeah. They're oh, cowboys. and they and they do it all the time. Uh, yes. Uh, they're on the, the, the these this cattle's on the road. They're yep. all they're all over the place and <laughs> so. and they're good at it. I uh, yeah. I was at a I was at a I worked a rodeo in Salina, Kansas, and two of the bulls got out of the pen and went down the street. Yeah. And I mean, you couldn't even see him anymore. And the yeah. two guys got on their horses. They went right down the street, came and right they found there. the two bulls in somebody's yard. Yep. Came right back with them. No Call right the cowboys. Yep. All right. Now. Uh, here's a headline from Cowboy State Daily. Advice. You're skiing. Let's say you're skiing, Frank, yeah. right? Okay. And a bear starts to chase you. What do you do? Go faster. Yeah. That's about the only... Because they asked him for advice. What, well, what do you do? Well, first off, they said, just because it's wintertime and you think, well, they're hibernating. They're not going to come out. Not necessarily. Sometimes they do wake up and they want a snack or something like that. And when they see a skier going by, that might look like a snack to them. It's rare. It's extraordinarily rare. But it can happen. I, I would take my ski pole and bash that thing in the head so much that it would just go back to where the hybrid. You think so? I, yeah. would, I would use the pointy end. I wouldn't bash it with the I would poke it with the ski pole. You don't poke the bear? No. Okay, but... You don't poke the bear. But bashing it is not... That? Okay, bashing it's not going to hurt it. Not with a ski pole. But that pointy end is like a spear. Yeah. The, the, the bear and they will eat you. Well, they're going to eat you anyway, Frank. No, 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 you know. no. I'm going to bash it with the pole, and but then the it's going to run away. No, no, okay. If you bash it with your ski, that might work. <laughs> well. <laughs> but the pole is not strong enough to do any damage. Plus, it's bendy. It is bendy. Yeah, so that's not going to cause, that's not going to hurt. I saw that picture, though. Yes. And I don't know if it's a real picture or the I don't photo, know. Photoshop thing, but... Mm, um, yeah. So what I, I would look like, you know, you said picture two Olympic guys, they're in the fencing competition. Yeah. Okay, that would be me and the bear, except the bear has its claws and I have the pole and I'm trying to fence the thing and keep it off at a distance. But I'm with you. The Probably the best way to do this is... Go can fast. you ski faster than the bear? And here's the key. If you're one of those people who are prone to wiping out, I wouldn't do that. No. Yes. I don't. That would, that would, that would be bad. That would, yeah. Unless the bear wants, to, you wipe out, but the bear just likes to chase things and it'll yes, chase yes. someone else going down the mountain. Yeah, or maybe if you can stop really fast and the bear can't stop and he slides by. I don't know. Figure and then you bash him with the pole. 
All right, the national finals rodeo moves along tonight in Las Vegas with round number eight. There were two rounds yesterday at the Thomas and Mack Center. In the sixth round of the bareback, Buffalo native Cole Reiner was out of the money with an 82 and a half. In the saddle bronc, Brody Crest, the Cheyenne East grand, a state high school wrestler, a championship wrestler, 84 and a half, which was good enough for 51 over 4,900 bucks for that. Daniel Wyoming native Tanner Butler Butner with an 81 and a half in the saddle bronc. He was out of the money. In the seventh round, Cole Reiner took sixth in the bareback with an 84, gave one over $1,600, currently third in the average, 10th in the world standings. Brody Crest hit the pay window again in the saddle bronc with an 85. That was good for fourth in the round. He won $12,877. Crest is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner with an 83 and a half last night in the saddle bronc. He was out of the money. So he is sixth in the average, eighth in the world standings in round eight of the NFR tonight in Las Vegas. Girls high school basketball, the Flaming Gorge tournament in Green River starting today and the Trona will meet the Skyline Idaho. Kelly Walsh will draw Lyman. Cheyenne South meets Manila, Utah. In Greeley, the Cheyenne Central girls will meet Palmer Ridge, Colorado. Laramie will draw Northfield, Colorado. And Cheyenne East is in the Windsor, Colorado tournament. They'll play Resurrection Christian today. On the boys' side, first of all, in the Flaming Gorge deal in Green River, Natrona meets Mountain View. Kelly Walsh takes on Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South will play Lyman. In Greeley, Cheyenne Central will play Palmer Ridge and Laramie will entertain Fort Collins. And then Cheyenne East in that Windsor tournament will play Glenwood Spring later on today. Women's Junior College Basketball. Casper College will be in the New Mexico Tournament Friday through Sunday. The Birds are 9-3 and three on the year. They'll play South Plains on Friday, New Mexico Junior College on Saturday, and McCook, Nebraska on Sunday. In the National Football League, here is a rundown of how some of the former UW Cowboys did last week. New Orleans defensive lineman Carl Granderson with five tackles, including a sack, and the Saints went over Carolina. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen was 23-42 of 42 for 233 yards, one TD, one interception in their win over Kansas City. Casper native and Cincinnati linebacker Logan Wilson with 10 tackles in their victory over Indianapolis. Las Vegas Raiders defensive back Marcus Epps with 6 tackles in their loss to Minnesota. And San Francisco defensive back Tayshawn Gibson with 4 tackles in their win over Seattle. That's in sports. Glenwoods Springs. Glenwood, yes. They finally named a town after you. Is it Glenwood or Glenwoods? Glenwood. Glenn Wood. Okay, Glenn, my, Glenn, my name Glenn is singular, Wood okay. singular. Do, do they spell Glenn with one N or two? No, that's a good question. Okay. Is it, where, where, what state? Colorado. It's, that's it's, what it's, I thought. Just go um, west on, on I-70. I'm I believe it's. It I believe it is one end. Okay, I think because if it is, it's not me. Yeah. Okay. Now, there you go. It's listen, wrong. you're a nobody in this world unless you have a town named after you, or at least yeah. a street. It's Glenn with one N and Wood with no S. That's not the same guy. Okay, I was going to go down there and have my picture taken with the sign or something like that. Well, right? I mean, but you can uh, scribble out the two letters. I could do that. I could go know. down with a can of spray paint, just make sure the cops aren't there and fix a, it. Or, or yeah. Photoshop it. Yeah, check. Run for mayor, change it. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, thank yeah, you, Frank. Yeah. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Oh, uh, I just got to ask the question. I will be at the Walmart Eastside Casper this afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon from 11 and um, yeah, in the morning till three in the afternoon, collecting toys for needy kids. Please join me there. It's Wake Up Wyoming.